Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Krista Elza. She graduated with a Bachelor's of Science in Nursing in 2000 and immediately was drawn down the emergency medicine route and was a trauma nurse for eight years. She's worked with in field hospitals around the country, including New York City and Norfolk. And she has a story, I'm guessing, that she's going to share with us. But in 2020, before that, she became interested in functional medicine and made that transition. And in 2020, launched her virtual health practice, uh, Elive Health, I think. Um, You can tell me about that. And is now able to provide and help women all around the country via webcam. As a functional medicine expert, she specializes in clinically investigating underlying factors of fatigue, hormone balance, thyroid issues, digestive issues, and more. And she uses breakthrough diagnostic testing that's rarely done in conventional settings to uncover the hidden causes of why women feel the way that they feel. So Krista, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, Um, abridged. We're going to have a lot to talk about because <laughs> we, as we were sharing before we hit record, we function in a very similar space. But um, as I, I like to do with my guests, especially when we come from the Western world and moved into more of this functional medicine world, just kind of hearing a little bit of your story and what brought you to what you're doing today. Yeah. So um, I became a nurse practitioner after years of being an RN and uh, was a nurse practitioner in a clinic where we focused on hormone replacement um, weight loss. And I was just finding that there was more and more younger people and, you know, thirties to fifties range, um, men and women, but I, I was really honed in on the women, why they were coming in with the inability to lose weight and they could not shake this fatigue. A lot of them had sleep issues, anxiety. And I was just finding that what I was doing, all, all of my tools weren't enough to give them lasting change. They would feel good for about three months and then they come back and, um, you know, the testosterone wasn't working for them. And um, so I started to ask more, why, 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 why is this happening in the first place? And I got um, some information on functional medicine and was immediately drawn to that. So I started studying that became certified in the functional approach, which is really just looking for the root cause of why are you so tired? It's not just because you need more caffeine, <laughs> like there's something else wrong. And so I dove into that and loved it so much. I really just felt like um, I was ready to serve people in a different capacity and be able to spend more time with patients and run different labs that aren't necessarily covered by the insurance model. So created an online space. And now I just, I work with women to really get to the root cause of hormone issues, gut issues, um, anxiety, depression, fatigue. So it's been, it's been a wild ride, really fulfilling. And I really love, um, what I'm doing now. Awesome. I'm really excited to dive into this conversation with you because that, you know, all of those symptoms, you just like symptoms that you just laid out 
I find in every single woman I work with, and they all seem to be interconnected. So I think this is maybe where we're going to go today, but let's, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and it, it seems to, I like, I feel like my people I work with, women I work with are either like weight is a huge issue or energy is a huge issue, or oftentimes it's both. And it's like, well, which one's more important to you? And they can't really decide between the two. So maybe <laughs> I haven't talked as much about, you know, fatigue and just feeling like, Ugh. so maybe let's yeah. start there and we'll just see where the yeah. time takes us. But what is, what are the things that you've been finding with your clients or, you know, what's really underlying this, just being exhausted that we yeah. I I find that women in their forties, which is primarily who I work with um, Mm -hmm. on average, it's just a very, yeah, it's a very um, stressful time overall on many avenues because oftentimes we're at the peak of a career um, or, and, or we're very busy with kids. If we have kids too, um, we've oftentimes been in a relationship that's, that we've been together for a while. So that can add different dynamics. Um, and on top of all of that, we're, we're experiencing some hormonal shifts in our body that we haven't experienced um, since starting puberty, right? So for the past two decades, we've been pretty consistent. And now all of a sudden things are a little bit wonky. And it's like, why can I not perform and do all of these things the way I could 20 years ago? And instead of freaking out about it, you know, we just have to oftentimes look at the whole picture and I like to work with people who are willing to adjust and look at their lifestyle because oftentimes we have a symptom that is a lifestyle has a lifestyle cause to it, a root cause to it. And it's not that our bodies are broken. It's just that we have to be more intentional about our energy and our health than we did 20 years ago. Right. So it's making that adjustment. I find often is, um, is at the root of it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, you know, I, I talk quite a bit about, well, a like 90, I've seen stats that like 90% of the issues that take us into the doctor these days are actually lifestyle related. And if we, yeah, even breast cancer, you know, yeah. we, we think, Oh, it's gotta be my genetics. It's gotta be whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, 90% of breast cancers are lifestyle related. And, and we don't want to look at that. We don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to absorb the fact that the wine that we love so much is actually doing us a disservice when we talk about our weight and our anxiety and our inability to sleep and our hormone dysregulation and breast cancer, right? Like we yeah. really want our wine and, and it's not that we can't ever have it. It's just, we've got to find a balance because I think it's, it's the foods that we eat, the processed foods, it's the toxins that we do have control over that we are, are ignorant maybe about yeah. and the level yeah. of stress that we bring in that really impacts the way we feel and disease or not disease in our bodies. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I wasn't expecting to go this route actually, but you know, for, <laughs> for a period, I, um, I studied abroad in Europe and when I was living over there, I got sick. I got a really nasty sinus infection. So I went to a doctor there and he looked at me and he was like, well, you have sinus infection, stay home for a week and do steam every two hours and you'll be fine. And I was like, that's amazing that you just said that. Cause I would never hear that from a Western medical doctor here. Like we are just give me the drugs so that I can keep doing my life and not worry about what got me here in the first place. And you know, sinus yeah. infection or breast cancer, like it's a similar, we have this mindset of like, well, I have to keep going. I can't be interrupted, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. when I was over there, I was studying violin over there and had a big concert and I'm like, dude, I need to like, <laughs> I need to play. <laughs> I gotta yes. do this. And so he gave me drugs finally, but you know, it's that perspective, I think is something that has to shift in order for our it, health. It does. And the Western way of learning just isn't around, you know, coming from an acute care, critical care background, like 
hundred percent, we need the medications and we need the antibiotics. But when we start talking about fatigue and I just want my energy to be better and yeah, jumping to antibiotics first thing, it really, a pill is not always the answer. And if, if we do need to be on a medication, say thyroid or blood pressure or something for our cholesterol, my goal is that we use that just interim while we're making lifestyle changes, so that it's not a long-term antidepressants, all of those things, right? Like not that we don't ever need them. It's just that we shouldn't assume that that's like our lifelong ticket to freedom health-wise because it's not. Right. And I talk to more and more women who are frustrated by feeling like they have to be on them for the rest of their lives because there is mm-hmm. no conversation in the Western world of like, how do we make lifestyle changes to actually <laughs> correct yeah. the issues? You know, while you like, there is a time and a place to use them. Absolutely. Like if your thyroid is totally shot, I'll just use that example, mm-hmm. you know, medication for a time to just get things functioning better. Mm-hmm. So you have the energy to do some of the stuff that will help you in the long term makes sense. But taking it forever and ever <laughs> does right. not. Right. Right. Oftentimes women with hypothyroid, that's a big cause for fatigue. And when we look at the full picture, you know, I, I know in conventional medicaid medicine, they don't really even check labs to thoroughly evaluate the thyroid. They're not looking at T4 to three T3 conversion. Is that even happening appropriately? Or do we have antibodies against our thyroid that's really working against us? And when we have that full picture, we can look at the root cause. Well, you're tired. Yes. You're gaining weight. Yes. Um, you're constipated. Yes. You're depressed. Yes. Because your thyroid isn't working, but why, why is that not happening? And so when we look at that whole picture and we can see what's actually causing the thyroid to not function, it's not like one day the thyroid's like, eh, I've been around for 45 years. I'm done. Like yeah, that's, that's just not our body is fighting for us every second of every day it's responding to something else happening in the body. And that's what I really want to drive home with people is that it's not just that you are lacking synthroid. It's that there is something happening that your thyroid is responding to. And that could be high cortisol levels where the thyroid's like, Ooh, we want to add less stress. So let's back off a little bit where the gut is just really, you know, there's a lot of dis, you know, imbalance in the gut microbiome. And so that conversion from T4 to the potent T3 isn't happening. And so when we can teach people that, when people are aware of the root cause, then they get better and they don't need medication long-term. Yeah, absolutely. And all I've talked in quite a bit of depth around the thyroid, but it's nice to have someone just reiterate the things that I say it because yeah. yeah. you know, there's a much bigger picture. Um, and like I, similarly to you, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, there's testing and stuff we can do that the red tape that is the insurance industry just doesn't like to, you know, do, cause they can't, I don't know what their deal is, but anyways, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, it's <laughs> the ways to dig. <laughs> that, yeah. I, know. I am firmly, I, I believe that it, it does come down to, and we don't have to meddle in the political aspect yeah. of this, but it really comes down <laughs> to pharmaceuticals and if, you know, root cause medicine doesn't necessarily keep pharmaceuticals in business, right? And so there's not a big push for it. And, and because insurance and even our training is kind of focused on what medications resolve the issue, we're never going to get in that model. We're never going to get to the root cause, right? Because my goal is for you to be so empowered in your body that you don't need me, that I get fired in six months because you feel amazing, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a different model. That's, that, it is. It's a very different, different model, model than keeping you on a pill and, forever. 
there's not a, you know, well, oddly enough, I've seen statistics that, you know, virtual healthcare and more of the functional medicine stuff is actually moving towards being like a billion dollar industry, but it's yeah. not something the insurance world has tapped into yet. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, we've got, we've got a broken system, broken model. I haven't talked in depth actually about this on the show. I think most people know that, but it's one thing to know something and actually to do something differently. And so if you're listening to this, this is our invitation to actually take the steps to do something differently. Because I yeah. have a lot of conversations with women, you know, who aren't necessarily ready to take on making mm-hmm. changes because it's it's not e- the easy route per se necessarily. Um right. It's not the easy route. It's an investment. Yeah. It's an investment yeah. because you have to break out of that mindset that insurance is going to help you because right. clearly we wouldn't be talking to these people if it had. Um, and so a lot of it is just educating that. Yeah, I get it. A lot of this, a lot of this testing is cash pay, um, but we're going to find out what's, what's going on. And then you're going to move forward in your life. It's an investment in time and commitment because you're taking back that power and you're not relying on a doctor to say, well, this is what's wrong. And this is the pill. You're going to learn and understand how your body works and how you can support your body. But that does take looking at that glass of wine and deciding, is it worth it or is it not worth it? (laughs) And making, making those decisions, right? Because down the line in your life, um, the investment really reaps a lot of benefits. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, it becomes easier to ask those questions. Like I, I always share the story. My journey started when I was 20 and I went off dairy, gluten and sugar on over a summer. I was living on my own for the first time. I had no idea how to cook and they didn't have gluten-free alternatives. And I was used to eating like pasta and bagels. And, you know, so I kind of starved for a summer, (laughs) but I felt so much better. And so, you know, even it's almost 20 years later and I'm like, you know, my, my husband will sometimes ask me, he's like, well, don't you want the pizza or the ice cream? I'm like, not really. Cause I know that yeah. I get a sore throat and I'm not going to feel good for three days and I'll probably be mean to you. So yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not it worth is. it, but you yeah, know, it's true. But until you try it, you don't right. know how bad you don't feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oftentimes people come to us. I'm sure you feel the same. They've tried other things and they're just kind of like, I feel their pain point is so high. Whatever symptom they have is so nagging at them that they're, they're willing for a period of time, at least to do anything like just help me function better. Yeah. Um, it's when we start to feel better that we have to recognize, well, the reason we feel better is, is really pretty simple, but hard. It's a lifestyle change of making different food choices. Um, yeah. And, and just taking more control over what you put, put in your body, the kind of how you manage your stress, those kinds of things, right? You know, how we feed our, our mental side, as well as our, you know, physically what we're eating, there's nutrition goes multiple ways, I think. So yes. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, um, I find stress, you know, again, going back to fatigue and stress, stress, it comes in different forms, right? We've got like the stress that we think about, like, Oh, my job is really stressful. My kids are, you know, they're teenagers or they're toddlers, whatever. They're just causing a lot of stress. Um, but we also have to think about the stress that our body perceives when we're eating a lot of processed foods, that is a threat to the, to the body. I mean, it's, it's programmed. We know our body can recognize nutritious foods, natural foods, but it cannot recognize some of the Cheez-Its or the, you know, just the things that we eat on a day-to-day basis. 
um, even things that we think maybe are healthy, but contain a lot of um, vegetable oils and things that really cause inflammation in the body, the body perceives that as a stress. And so it's not just, you know, our job, it's, it's the stresses of sugar and what that, and that's a compounding effect on the body. So it's constantly um, in kind of that fight or flight mode of protection, which you know, you could be, think, you could be eating cor- what you think is correctly, but you're adding, you know, you're eating the healthy processed foods and you're still not able to lose weight because the body's seeing that as a threat and holding on to fat. It's, inf- it's inflammatory, right? Yeah. I just had this thought as you were sharing that and, you know, modern society. And I talk a lot about like the curse of the modern day woman, basically. Right. Cause you know, we've reached this level where intellectually we keep advancing, but I think what we fail to remember or recognize is that so much of our physiology and just how are the things that run without us having to think about it in our body, right? Those are very old <laughs> systems yes. and they don't, you know, they don't have this like intellectual knowledge to adapt and say like, oh, well, that's, you know, the uncured version of whatever. So it must be better for me. Like it still reacts the same way in our body and it it can't differentiate same with stress. Like the way we stress is a perception, but the way our body responds to, you know, 5, 5 PM traffic or whatever happened at work or, you know, whatever's going on with your kids that day, any of that is like the tiger's chasing us and trying to eat us and kill us. Mm -hmm. And so that is how it actually reacts. And we actually never take a break from that. Like we're just in that constantly. Uh, Yes. We never really, even scrolling social media and you see, you know, a group of people went out and didn't invite you that, that lights us up. Right. And Mm -hmm. we're exposed to little pings in our brain like that all the time. And you're right. Our brain has not caught up to the modern world. The traffic is not going to kill us, but that doesn't, or being late to something isn't going to kill us, but our brain interprets it as the same as if we were under the stress of real death threat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's about learning how to, I think, train ourselves, but also give our bodies that chance to have its perception of like, something's trying to kill me and eat me. Like that's, I don't, I just interviewed someone right before this conversation we're having. And she said, I hate the word stress management and I forget what she used instead, but like, we have to learn how to I wish I could remember what word she used. Anyways, it's, you know, it's all about giving ourselves the time to deescalate. It's how I yeah. really talk about it with my clients. Yes. I love to do um, somatic work. And that really means just feeling in, like becoming more aware of how something feels in your body because yeah. our body really is that unconscious and it can be helpful when we're trying to figure out what's causing us stress or what's bothering us or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we aren't in tune with how our body is feeling unless it's very overt, like, an extreme stomach ache or whatever. But when you're calm and you feel tension in your body, and oftentimes I, I tell my, I tell my clients too, like envision something that really brings you a lot of tension. Where does that feel in your body? Where do you feel that? So they can tune into that. Like, Oh my gosh, I feel it like right here in my stomach or right here in my chest. And then let's think about something that brings you a lot of peace. Is is it on the beach? Is it with your child? Like what, what is it that brings you a lot of peace? Feel that in your body and feel that difference so that they can start to recognize Oh my gosh, that tight feeling is happening. And so instead of just fighting it, just allowing it to be there, what, what does, what does this mean? I need to feel peace. I need to tell my brain it's calm. And that does wonders for really calming down. First of all, being aware that that's even happening. And then secondly, tapping into deep breathing and just relaxing your mind 
so that you're not putting out those stress hormones all the time that are really wreaking havoc on inflammation in your body and really taxing your adrenals. Right. So part of it's just becoming aware that that's even happening and um, it's quick and easy. All you need to do is just tune into how your body's feeling. Right. Yeah. Which sounds so simple, but I know for so many women, it is so hard. Like I will, ask, yeah, I will ask, you know, what, what's your, what's your body trying to tell you it needs right now? And they're like, I have no freaking idea. So we just have to start somewhere with, yeah. um, you know, having that awareness of ourselves, like you said, and, and yeah. tuning into ourselves. And so much of all of this is geared at that. Yeah. Yes. And I love, again, going back to just um, stress and fatigue and in, in, in this age, most women, not all, but most women who I'm working with um, are still having periods, right? They're not, they're not menopausal. And another thing to keep in mind, women in this age, it's so important to, to start to tackle and, and be aware of the amount of stress in your body because, um, and maybe you've, you've talked with them before, you shared this with your um, clients in the past, but you know, our adrenals create some of the, they produce some of the estrogen and progesterone and testosterone too. But when the ovaries stop in menopause, um, that really puts more pressure on the adrenals and the adrenals also make cortisol. So if we're running those just all the time, like we're under high stress constantly, menopausal symptoms are going to be a lot more abrupt, a lot more, um, painful, <laughs> a lot more mood swings, a lot more perceived um, stress at that time and perceived um, just dysfunction in the body because we aren't, we're not supporting our adrenals in that way, uh, uh, cortisol wise up until that point. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I actually have, I have a theory that, you know, I don't have scientific evidence to back this up yet, but I'm working on my PhD. So this might be a topic of it, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, because of the modern day world that we live in and this constant barrage of stress and, you know, we're constantly in fight or flight mode. I actually assert that menopause, because I work with women kind of going into that range or who have gone through it, but that we've normalized so many symptoms around it. But a lot of that's due to our adrenals are just too taxed and haven't been able to keep up with producing the amount of you know sex hormones that they do because they do, but it's becoming more and more negligible. And I think mm -hmm. if we can learn how to manage all this stuff and have our adrenals be healthy and all that, like menopause probably wouldn't be as big of a deal. Um, right. Absolutely. Right. They would into that phase. <laughs> yeah. And it really does boil down to how we, how we decide to manage our stress or take on more things really does affect our physical body. And um, yeah, downstream, it really does affect our gut health. It affects our adrenal health. And so when we talk about why am I tired, but I'm trying to juggle all of the things um, we have to just take a real look at it. And oftentimes we can't change, like we can't change our family dynamics. Um, we may or may not be able to change our, our work life. Um, and so that's when I really talk my clients in uh, around the awareness. How does it feel in your body? How can you soothe the part of your self right now? What does your body need? And then maybe, you know, they need something like adaptogens, ashwagandha. I love if you're feeling particularly anxious, um, ashwagandha is a great adaptogen that kind of works with your body, with your cortisol response to help, um, mellow that out a little bit. So you're not quite so tense feeling and, and it's not, it doesn't cause fatigue. It doesn't make you tired. It just kind of works with you. I don't know if you've used that, but I personally love it and yeah. I recommend it all the time. Yeah. 
that and there's I'm I do quite a bit with essential oils. So there's um I'm mm-hmm. particular to doTERRA, but you know, for those listening, there's a couple blends that are like pretty spot on and <laughs> just helping us. Yeah. They impact our limbic system. And so, you know, and same with ashwagandha, it's gonna, you know, help just change the cycle that the brain is on. Um mm-hmm. And then the other thing I was going to share that I've started playing around with this year that I've always been kind of standoffish too, because it's like, who the hell has time to meditate? But <laughs> there's yeah. actually, there's yeah. a t- huge body of, you know, scientific literature out there around meditation. And when we can move the focus. And so I've been doing this, this app training my mind, it's called fit mind or something like that. I don't, not an affiliate or anything, but, um, you know, it, it has us like focus on your breathing, just in and out of your nose, like focus on the tip of your nose. And when we are able to just, even if it's short, just shift that focus, it gives the patterning that we're, we've got going a reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our breath, our breath is powerful. And yeah, it is the more you get into the habit of just using that when you're in the car, using that, just be, it helps us, it, it grounds us just focusing on the breath. Um, Again, who has time to sit here and do 30 minutes to two hours of meditation? Probably not a lot of us, but sometimes it just takes a 10 minute commitment and and creating that habit. And then you start to go there. When you feel that you're aware of that tension in your body, you go back to your breath because a lot of times our stress response happens because we're either thinking in the past or we're thinking in the future. But most of the time, if we're in the present moment, it's not what we're creating it to be. Right. And so going back to our breath, I love that you brought up the breath because it grounds us in the present moment. And oftentimes that's what we have control over the present moment. We have no control over the past or the future. And so that creates unneeded stress. Um, And the other thing I like to use the breath for is bedtime. When people feel wired and tired, they're tired, but they can't calm down. Um, Really instilling some box breathing where you breathe in for a count of four, you hold it for four, you breathe out for a count of four and you hold that for four. And I repeat that at least four or more times. Um, but it not only calms your body physiologically because you're breathing in that way. It also is having you focus on just the breath, not what happened during the day, what's going to happen tomorrow. You're just right in the space, which is really laying in your bed in a dark space, right? It's, it's a non-threatening environment. And yet our brains can take us to yet another threatening spiral. And so focusing on your breath can be helpful with falling asleep or getting back to sleep if you wake up. Yeah, absolutely. And I use, um, I do the same thing, but with five, you can do it with any count you want really. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can vary it. You know, there's, there's other, like one of the things I've been learning is fire breath. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that actually helps move energy up and down your spine and can, um, same thing with like a ladder breath. So you focus on raising your breath. There's all kinds of breath stuff you can do, but the box breath work is powerful. Yeah, for sure. The easiest. The other basic thing that I like to talk about that, um, sounds really silly, like breathing, um, (laughs) is water. And I know that we've heard that forever, but water can be a powerful hydration, if we are dehydrated with a lot, which a lot of us are, um, I know for me, I would wake up, I would have my coffee and then I would have a soda before I put soda. I would have that at lunch. Um, you know, before I know it, I haven't had any solid water. It's like, well, I've been drinking liquids, but it's not actually, um, that hydrating. And so when our body is dehydrated, it really, you know, our brain, it sends off kind of a signal of like alert, alert, because without water, we shrivel up. I mean, it's, it's much, it's very much a threat to our body, our detoxing system, all of that. And yet most of us don't drink enough water. And so filtering your water um, and making sure you're drinking 60 to 90 ounces of water every day. So 
I, I create habits this way of before I get to have my morning coffee, I have to drink a 30 ounce bottle or, or 30 ounce Yeti cup um, that I have. And that's just stacking the habits, right? To make sure at least I've got my 30 ounces in before I have my coffee, because I really want to have my cup of coffee and enjoy it. And so um, that's another thing that that is often very overlooked and people, we, we minimize the importance of that. Yeah, we really do. And actually you just hit on, so these are the first two habits that I have women work on. And, you know, I do a lot with nutrition and all that, but ladies listen up to this. They see, yeah. And I, I struggled with this myself for years. It's like, well, that's so simple. There has to be more like, give me the next thing. No, until you actually nail. And if you think of like what our body needs to survive, we can only go about two minutes without breath, I think before we die. And then, you know, water, it's like three days, but we can go up to 40 days with no food. And so, you know, before we make any other changes, yeah, yeah. make sure you're breathing and make sure you're getting enough water. Um, yeah. And we overlook the simple things we do. I, I, you know, human nature, we want some latest technology master pill. And a lot of the answers are very foundational. It's yeah. It's breathing, it's the water, it's removing toxins that we have control over. It's removing the plastics from our kitchenware and using glass instead. It's um, using cast iron pots instead of, you know, it's replacing the vegetable oil with olive oil or avocado oil. Um, It's filtering our water. You know, a lot of those, it's cleaning up our beauty products, women particularly, we are exposed to a lot, um, even dry shampoo. I mean, a lot of them, if you look at the back of it, the propane is one of the first chemicals listed on the ingredients, you know, and we're just, yeah, our skin is a giant mouth and we are exposed to a lot of toxins and our body's amazing. It can handle a lot, but when we also want a glass of wine or five and we're eating processed food because we're in a hurry and we're storing things in plastics, it's too much. The body can only take so much before it just starts to choose what's most important. And then the other things kind of, they build up because the body can't quite get to all of it. So, um, yeah, cleaning up what we can, you know, obviously I don't like to harp too much on toxins to the point that people get anxiety about, Oh my gosh, we're exposed to so much. Yes, we are. And there's quite a bit that we can actually control. Open your windows when it's nice out. I know you're in Alaska. You might not want to open your windows right now, but as soon as the weather and the temperature is nice, air at your house as frequently as possible. Little yeah. things like that really do add up. They do. And it's about controlling what we can because there's so much that's outside of our control. Like, you know, you mentioned, I live in Alaska. I do. And generally we actually have some of the poorest air quality, even though it's the least populated area, because in the summer we have fires and in the winter we have Mm -hmm. ice fog that just sits. And so all the wood smoke, you know, sits in the, so on the clear days I do air out, but you know, there's things that are outside our control in our environment. And the more we can be conscious of the choices that we're making inside our environment, the better chance we have basically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We do what we can. And yeah, if you can afford to buy, um, especially the dirty, the dirty dozen, if you can afford to buy some things that are organic, super helpful because all of the pesticides that it really adds up to, that's something else our body has to manage. It has to, it has to cope with that ingestion. So although you might be choosing healthy foods, if they're covered in pesticides, then how healthy is it? Right. So do what you can and what you can afford. I tell my kids, like at least strawberries, like that's part of the dirty dozen. My kids love strawberries. Like let's buy organic because that's just one of the, the top, um, known fruits anyway. So yeah, it's, it's decisions like that and little tweaks that add up over time. Yeah. 
And when say you have a husband who buys non-organic, this just happened yesterday. He came home. He's yeah. like, look at these strawberries. They look so good. I'm like, yeah. organic. <laughs> so they will be soaked and like yes. rubbed and all the things, yeah. you know, in Alaska, we kind of have to pick and choose our battles. <laughs> that was one I was yeah. to fight yesterday, but right. yeah. Um, you know, and defining what those values are going to be for you and what you can really embrace, not because you, you know, feel like you have to, or should like really just coming to that, that place on your own, I think is what has us be successful. And you get there by understanding what your body's doing and what it needs. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming there. We've talked about a lot. And I think it's making a list of things that you learn, you know, if, if, you know, for people listening, it's making a list of things you learn and not, not believing that you have to do everything all at one time, but it's acknowledging that these are on my agenda. And once I nail this down, like once I clean out my trade out on my plastics for glass, then I will work on getting a new water filter. You know, it's step-by-step um, that we can add on and beauty products. You know, once something is out, then I replace it with a cleaner option. So it doesn't have to happen all at one time. Um, but the more you learn, the more we stack and the more we get better, the more we know, the more we, we can't unknow it, right? <laughs> the more we know that, that maybe the wine is really part of our fatigue and our anxiety, um, that maybe we'll make choices of when it's worth it and when it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll, we can kind of, we could talk about this all day long, I think, but we start to wrap up from here, but I was just thinking, you know, there's the, what we know, we know, and what we know, we don't know. And then there's all this stuff that we don't even know that we don't know. And so hopefully, you know, part of my goal with this podcast is to share some of that stuff that maybe you don't even know that you don't know. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then Absolutely. this has come up on a few episodes, but for those interested in kind of looking at what's in your house and your environment, your cleaning products, your beauty care, all that, um, the environmental working group is a good place to just kind of find out. And then there's a couple apps um, that I'll try to find that. I don't know if you have any off the top of your head that are your go-to. Oh. Think Dirty. I love that app. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one I love. Um, that's my go-to as far as like yeah. just type it in and it'll kind of tell you that rating. Yeah. The other one I've heard of is Yak, but I think either, either one of those are great. So yeah. And that, you know, um, start somewhere. Yeah. Just starting somewhere. I also like, um, detox market for clean beauty products. Okay. That's another really good one. Um, I'm trying to think beauty counter. I mean, there are some companies that are just known for having cleaner options. Um, yeah. So doing, doing your due diligence on what you can control is where to start. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So we have been all over the place on this, but that's great. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I I love it. To recap, you know, we're talking about stress, toxins, overload, how our body reacts, all all of those things. Um, Do you have any parting words of wisdom you want to share? And also how can women connect with you um, and get more? Yeah. I think what I'd like everybody to know is that your body isn't broken. Like I mentioned before, I mean, your body is powerful. It can heal um, your body, your symptom your symptoms are a signal. It's not, it's not saying that your body is broken. It's just giving you a signal and it's just feedback that there are ways that you need to be supported better. And so I want to empower women in that fact that your body really is miraculous and is fighting for you every single day. Um, oftentimes we just need guidance on figuring out what, what's going on. Um, and as far as working with me, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I, my handle there is Krista Elza 
my first and last name all together. Um, I also, my company name is eLive Health and that website is elive-health.com. Um, but you can always send me a DM on social media. I'm quick to respond there and would love to connect with whoever is looking for a virtual experience to really get to the root cause of what's going on and their symptoms. Absolutely. Well, Krista, thank you so much for coming on and just kind of spitballing a whole bunch of stuff with me. It's always yeah. fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.